Hey guys, before we get to the show today, I want to remind you, if you are enjoying Ghost Facing It, even if you're not enjoying Ghost Facing It, please like and review us uh, and share us on social media. Like I said, even if you're just like, hey, I don't really like this show, tell people about it. Tell people about Ghost Facing It. Like I said, share us, like us, review us. It does help and it does, it helps get ghost facing it bigger out there you can also follow me on twitter i am at coco underscore blinks which is a long story um i talk a lot about movies there as well like an annoying amount of movie talk on my twitter but yes uh like share review ghost facing it it would mean the world thanks guys and now on to the show let's talk about films and shit Hey guys, welcome to Ghost Facing It Quarantine Edition. This is the film, this is the podcast, excuse me, where we talk favorite films with some of my favorite people. Uh, of course, we're all under uh, stay-at-home orders, or hopefully should be. If not, you should still, you know, if, you, if you're not a, an essential worker, uh, definitely be staying at home. So we're talking films that have characters that stay at home and what they do uh, and kind of show what you can do while you stay at home. And today I have my mom, Catherine Garbera, back. Mom, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can I call you Catherine this time? No, you can call me mom, like always. Can I call you Kathy? Again, the answer is no. All right, well, and you don't have any cool nicknames like that I could call you as well, so I guess I'm just sticking with mom, so that just seems unfair, but whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, oh, if go we ahead. want to talk we... about, do we want to talk about cool nicknames that we you give ourselves? What? No, you know what? The minute I brought that up... uh. I regretted it because I've given myself some embarrassing nicknames, so we're just going <laughs> to keep moving. Uh, I, I brought it up and immediately regretted it. Uh, Bob, what movie are we talking about for this quarantine edition, or quarantine episode? Um, Tangled. Disney's Tangled. Yes. Which I know we talked a little bit yesterday. You were You were a little confused as to one of the main character's names. Well, I mean, I knew her name. I knew it was based on Rapunzel, but I didn't know if they had changed her name from Rapunzel to something else in the movie. I couldn't think of any other name that it would be, so I was pretty sure they hadn't. Um, but then I did a little quick review, and yeah. So her name's Rapunzel, by the way. <laughs> and I was going to say, Mom, it's not like you haven't seen this movie. You've seen this movie multiple times. Uh, yeah, and we and we just watched it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was just very funny when you were like, her name's Rapunzel, right? I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is Rapunzel. <laughs> it's based on Rapunzel, Mom. It was just a fu very fun conversation. Not to not to call you out like that, but I'm going to. Oh, that's okay. You happened. know, I say dumb things a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I mean, have you listened to this podcast? I say dumb things like every five minutes. So, you know yeah. what? Actually, fair is fair. Go ahead and tell everybody what I tried to nickname myself because I, I put you on the spot like that. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> All right. It's a fun one, though, isn't it? Uh <laughs> Thank you for being a good sport, Mom. Uh, before we get into our conversation um, on Tangled, we're going to do the fun 30-second summary, which you may or may not have cheated at last time because you said you looked at the Wikipedia. Yes, I did look at the Wikipedia just to kind of give myself a like Cliff Notes version of the movie because when you know the whole story, you want to add in all the little details, and there's no way you can do that in 30 seconds. No. So, yeah, got to skip the big details. Just, like, go for it. So. 
but I think I think Man Up was the last one we did together. And you were it like, is. I'm kind of looking at the Wikipedia somewhere, and I was like, you can't do that. But <laughs> I know that's not going to happen this time. So whenever you're ready, Mom, do you want me to count you into the 30-second yeah. summary, or do you want to just go? Yeah, count me in. All right. In three, two, one, go. Rapunzel is stolen from her family when she is born because a magic flower, she was touched by a magic flower and locked in a tower by an overprotective stepmother. Um, and she wants to leave, but her stepmother will never let her leave because the magic in Rapunzel keeps her young. And then one day, Flynn arrives and they go on an adventure. And mom, that was only 25 seconds. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> I feel like I left out a few things, but uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was about to say, you know what? Bare bones, always good, I feel like, for uh, for uh, these 30-second summaries. Because if you get lost with stuff, like uh, what our last episode was Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Lucas got caught up on details. But we were saying, like, with the MCU films, you kind of have to have backstory before you can go into what happens in, like, sequel films. Yes. So those are harder, but I think you did a good job with Tangled. Um, and there is a reason. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I know. I know you were waiting for my praise. So there were there. Goes. Uh, um, uh, and uh, we chose Tangled for a reason. So uh, what? Um, who is kind of in isolation in this movie, and what do they do while they're kind of isolated? Um, well, Rapunzel, I know there was some confusion if that was her name or not, but her name is definitely <laughs> Rapunzel. Um, and she is just locked away from the outside world. She's grown up in this tower and when we, she's not like, like this sad, oh no, I'm stuck in the tower. She does want to leave because every year she sees these lights on her birthday. And so that's become like a thing where she just wants to get out and see them. But, um, Otherwise, she keeps herself pretty busy. And I have to be honest and say Rapunzel gets a lot more done by 9 a.m. than I've gotten done in the entire four weeks we've been in lockdown. So, um, yeah, she paints, she cooks, she cleans, she brushes her hair, um, she reads. Uh, actually, she must yeah. do more. Does she do more than that? <laughs> she does. So I actually went through because I did this with Amon and the Wasp. So I wrote down everything that she did. Um, so it's actually a whole song called When Will My Life Begin, which she does she does do she does a lot before nine AM. Mom, you are very correct. Uh <laughs> she uh so this is what I have. She plays hide and seek uh with Pascal, she cleans, does chores, she reads lots of books, she paints, she does puzzles. Uh Pascal wants to go outside, no going outside, which is great for this our situation we're currently in. Uh she plays guitar, she knits, she cooks and bakes. Uh, she plays darts. She does paper mache. She does ballet. She does uh, she does ventriloquy. She plays chess. She reads again. She does uh, I wrote ballet twice, but she probably does that twice. She does more painting, and then she does brush her hair. But she has a lot of hair, so I assume that would take a very long time to do. I assume so. I mean, I have curly hair, so there's no hair brushing in my day. <laughs> No, my hair is very short, so there's no hairbrush. I mean, there's like a brief hairbrushing once I get out of the shower, but after that. But yeah, yeah. she's uh, she's managed to do a lot. I mean, to be fair, she's had 18 years to perfect. Like, Right, she's got her routine down. I, I feel like I should be a little more down with my routine since, I mean, my life is pretty much locked down all the time. Not that anyone makes me stay at home, but I do like to stay at home and I write. And I take out the dog and I even get my groceries delivered normally. So it's not like much has changed, but I do find that it feels very different um, right now. 
Yeah, I will say, like, even, like, because um, before this, I was able to work from home two days a week. So, like, you know, there's, a, like, a routine you have during those days, but it's different when you can't, like, when you're kind of, like you said, like, forced to stay inside, but also, like, time doesn't exist anymore, really. So it's just one of those <laughs> things where you're just, like, I used to have a schedule, but schedules don't really matter anymore, except for, like, certain times of the week. So, like, it is very much like, oh, well, all right. I know, it. And it's like that, too, because Rob's home all the time, um, and normally he would have gone to work, but since he's here, it's like every day. We try to make the weekends a little bit different, but we have to be up by six to give um, Godiva her medicine. So there's like a part of our, like our days are always exactly the same, no matter how much we try to vary it. Oh, yeah. I try. I uh, spice up my weekends by napping. That's how, that's how I know it's a weekend, because I nap for an hour. So. Oh, good idea. I know. Look, look out, world! If you really want to spice up your, if you really want to spice up your weekends, make sure you nap for an hour, which I'm sure everybody's doing anyway. Like it's not a new construct, so no. <laughs> um. So, uh, but yes. Yeah, so Rapunzel kind of has the whole staying inside thing down. Again, she does way more than I've done. I've done a couple puzzles, and they've been frustrating. I like that she plays darts though, and ventriloquy. We haven't done either of those, although we have done um, trivia. We've done house party. Um, we've done it with you and um, Tabby and Lucas and, you know, your aunts and uncles and your grandparents. So that's been fun. Um, I've been knitting really badly, but I'm knitting. Uh, so there's that. I was and I did, that's, I've been, that's one that, that Rapunzel does so that you already got that down. Like, And I have done, I haven't done any baking, but I have done a lot of cooking. Mom, like I think I think you should do ventriloquy with Godiva. And for those of you who don't know, Godiva is our miniature dachshund. I think you should do that. Yeah, or Rob, or Rob. <laughs> yes, who is who is my mom's my mom's uh, my mom's husband and my stepdad. Uh, so yes, I think you could, either of them. I think you get the same level of enthusiasm from both of them if you suggested that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mom, let's talk a little bit more about Tangled, which actually I really love. And I was saying right before we started, this is actually the 50th uh, animated motion picture from the Walt Disney Studios. Um, and I think it's a really fun one. I really love Tangled. I go back to it a lot. Um, but um, because we couldn't get to a ton of the plot um, with the 30-second summary, because you, you did a really good job with it, but to get more into the bones of the plot, um, there are actually two leads in this. There's Rapunzel and there's Flynn Rider, who uh, you mentioned as well. Um, and just tell us a little bit more about Tangled, kind of going into their adventure. Uh, they actually have a lot of songs in this movie I really love, too. This was kind of a, this and Princess and the Frog was kind of a return to the Disney movie musical a little bit. Yeah. Animated um, movie musical. I I, I think Alan Menken did the music, which is probably why we're getting so many of those wonderful songs, because um, he has such a great sensibility for song and story, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, so let's see. The story is Flynn is, I, I mean, I feel like both of these, the, both of these characters are kind of waiting for their life to begin with Rapunzel. We see it a lot more. I think Flynn keeps taking all these shortcuts, thinking it's going to give him this life that he imagines he wants. And one of the ways that he does that is um, by trying to, he's trying to get rich quick by, by like stealing things, <laughs> but yes. he's kind of a ne'er-do-well, um, he's charming rogue. So that makes him like a really ideal hero in the, in this, and when he stumbles onto 
Rapunzel um, as he's running from the the palace guards. Um, they've just yes. kind of she sees him. They both they both end up seeing something in each other, which really it, she's the one driving the action at first. But then it, the dynamic changes a little bit where he decides that he is going to stay with her and stop escaping. But when she see when he's there, someone from the outside, this is her chance. Even though her mother Gothel has like warned her if she leaves, bad things will happen to her. And I I'm I haven't I didn't take notes on this, but I think some of the stuff that Mother Gothel says will happen to her does happen to her. But Rapunzel's a really strong character, probably from spending all that time by herself. And she manages it, maybe not in a traditional way or the way we think she would, but she has her cast iron frying pan and she defends herself and she makes friends with the, you know, the kind of I don't know. They're not pirates. What are they? Those outlaws? Well, I think they're just called Bandit? ruffians. Because ruffians? yeah, and they their their pub is the snuggly the the snuggly duckling. I think. Yeah, and um, but she befriends them. Um, I think because there's so much. She's so earnest, and she's got such a good heart, and she's not a pushover. Um, so I think those things work together. Well, yeah, too. and also well, Flynn because he doesn't really. He just yeah. So Flynn steals the crown. She takes yeah. it and says, I'll give you the crown back if you take me on. She just wants to see the lanterns in person. And then she mentions all the things, like you said, that Mother Gothel said. And so he's really trying to discourage her because he just wants the crown. So that's why he takes yeah. her to the snuggly duckling. And then she ends then, up. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, every one of these situations that she finds herself in, she ends up winning the situation. She comes out like whatever it is, she makes it work for her. And right. we see this like several times. And I, I just think that's probably one of the reasons why it's so appealing is that um, a lot of times I feel like Disney, people say Disney movies and it just like if, if they if people don't like Disney movies, they say Disney princess movies in a disparaging way because it's waiting for someone to rescue them. Whereas Rapunzel is waiting, but not really to be rescued because she can rescue herself as we see time and again when she gets in these situations. And I think that's really um, one of the things that I love the most about this movie. Well, yeah, it's very much, um, it kind of, it's very much classic, like, Disney animated movie. So, like, you know, obviously you have, like, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and, um, I almost said Rapunzel, that's what we're talking about now, uh, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, um, you know, those classic animation, animated movies. And then, you know, it's so, it's so funny because Disney, with if you look at the Walt Disney Animation Studios, like, films, like, they do those classic movies that everybody kind of loves and feels familiar. And then they kind of do different things and it kind of drops off. And then, you know, like, in the 90s, they had the Renaissance again with the Princess films and the move in the animated movie musicals again and um it i was looking at like all the movies and stuff and like that renaissance era and i don't know if you agree with this you were actually around for the renaissance era in the 90s you and dad um for from like little mermaid to like mulan was that like new golden age of films and then after that disney did some did some different things and i think the animated movies, for whatever reason, weren't considered as much classics as, like, those 90s movies were. Because you had, like, after Mulan, you had Tarzan, Nempers, New Groove, and Lilo and Stitch, and a bunch of other movies, which a lot of people love, but not in the same way as those other movies. And then in 2009, you have Princess and the Frog, and then you have Tangled the next year, which I feel like heralded in this new, this new, like, second renaissance of Disney animated movies that we've had over the past 10 years. And I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I think it's because they returned to that, like, familiar Disney storytelling. I think it's the the pairing of 
Disney storytelling because Disney adds a, an element to it. Well, let me finish pairing it with the Grimm's Fairies Tales or the Hans Christian Andersen, these old classic fairy tales that were that have been around. These stories have been around first in oral tradition and then obviously written down by the Grimm's, the Brothers Grimm. Um, and there's something about them. They're like a morality tale and they have themes that are pretty basic, but everybody can identify with them. And if you read the actual fairy tales, a lot of times they're much darker than what we see in, in Disney um, animation. But Disney, they are able to pull those classic themes and tropes and put them into something that is easily accessible. But because they're telling a story that resonates through us, because it's like in our storytelling DNA, if you will, um, they really turn out to be magnificent because they're taking things we love and then giving it a happy ending or giving it a twist we weren't expecting to see. Um, I really like that. Right. And um, it's funny because obviously I mentioned The Princess and the Frog, which A Tingle and a Princess and the Frog, I really love. I love them. Like, I think I love them on like a very similar level. But it's so funny because Princess and the Frog, they use the traditional 2D animation. Um, and Tangle, right. they use the like the CG animation, which kind of Pixar heralded in. So Disney kind of adapted to that, you know, like to kind of use that similar animation style. But it's funny that that they used the 2D animation the year before with uh, another uh, fairy tale princess story, and then they went to the other one with Tangled. Um, do you do you like like the Pixar style of animation that we have now, or do you do you do you like kind of miss the 2D animation? Because with Princess and the Frog, it was nice because I kind of missed that like traditional animation. There is something that feels a little warmer about traditional animation, but I have to be honest, I'm not really, you know, like. You know how, like, when we see a movie and it's in whatever. Remember when you and I went to see that movie in IMAX and you were like, oh, it's so great you see it that way. I'm not that visual. So, like, yeah. those types of things don't really – it's more like the core of the story. And, and Tangled looks gorgeous when I'm seeing it on the screen. Yes. Princess and the Frog looked gorgeous, too. And I feel like th that both of those styles of animation really fit the film. Um so I don't, like for me, I don't prefer one over the other. I do like them. I do think that, um, you know, whatever, however artists feel most comfortable getting their story down, I think it looks great. That's probably not the answer you wanted, but. <laughs> no, 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 but it makes sense. And I, I think it is funny because like, I, I do, I really love the animation in Tangled. Um, the hair animation in particular is very impressive, like to get like all the, like, I mean, to make hair I think look. it would be really hard to do it in 2D because if you look at, like, I mean, they do a great job in 2D, but that hair is almost a creature of its, its own character. It is. And I will say, actually, Tingled, um, the animated series, is a, it's a style of 2D animation. It's not traditional 2D animation, um, if you look at it. But it, it is funny, actually, that you say that because for hair, I mean, it does, I mean, that hair is, a, it's almost sentient. <laughs> like because she yeah. uses that as a weapon as well and you know like she uses it to grab people and so like to get that much life in that hair is it is very impressive I do agree with you but there is something like very um nostalgic and homey like with the princess and the frog like when you watch it that just kind of like there's that special warmth that comes with 2d anime I'm very biased I really love 2d animation I do love <laughs> what we're doing now with that I, I I don't think Pixar specifically created it but that's I associate that that with that style with Pixar um, so well, I like, know, and it's it's so oh, funny that you should say that because I, I mean, someone might correct me, but I'm pretty sure the first time they used computer animation was the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast, which it was uh, Disney animation, 
And I know that that was like, it took a lot of time and that's right in, in with traditionally hand-drawn animation and, um, and it, it looks gorgeous in there. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Pixar did kind of run with computer animation, but people were doing it before Pixar, right, but which... just not on their level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Pixar, I mean, Pixar has taken it to a new level, which actually, like, you look at other animation companies, um, unfortunately, Sony Animation and um, uh, DreamWorks Animation are the two that are coming to mind. I know there's more animation companies out there. I should have done my research a little bit before bringing this up. But, like, that, they've, they've really improved on it. And actually, Tingled is one where they, they really did, I think, kind of improve on it because, you know, the years following that uh, from Disney Animation Studios came Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen um which they continue to use that style of animation you also had like big hero 6 and moana and zootopia which like their animation has gotten just as good as pixar's if not you know if not a little bit better and mom i think i think you are correct because to my knowledge beauty and the beast is the first to use that like cg animation and and it is specifically in that ballroom scene it, it, I, I think i'm correct but it, i mean the beast if anybody is like super into that they might know something that we don't know about but yeah i remember seeing it um i remember hearing it from your dad obviously but also yeah. seeing it on like the cbs um that show they used to have on sunday night 60 minutes they did a little special on it well and i think we should say specifically it's the background of the ballroom that's like cg that cg animation like uh, bell and the beast are still the 2d animation and it's literally like the way that they maneuver the camera around the ballroom kind of makes it that cg anime i'm kind of like seeing it in my head right now right like and, of that know, like part that's... of the scene well how interesting is that if i mean this isn't a conversation for me because i don't have any expertise in it but you could really look at the way that they started introducing computer animation in little bits so there it's like the background or the setting and then they they get better at it and they're honing it because in Lion King um they use it in the Stampede yeah. um and that's even getting a little bit better and so then in, until like and i'm i don't know for sure but i'm sure some of the artists who works at Pixar probably came from animation or you know, maybe had done some internship or training there. So like they're able to take those skills, all those skills together and marry it with the computer animation until we are at the level we are today, which is just awesome. Yeah, it is. I mean, and I, I say this all the time whenever we talk about animated movies. Um, I love water animation and I do judge a film's animation like with water. So Tangled actually has some really good water animation, but like the ones that come to mind oh, is, uh, recently is Coco has really great water animation in it. And that film's just bright and lively anyway, but that that is Pixar. But another Disney animation studio one that has some great water animation uh, was Frozen 2. Um, they, you know, they, they had to do a lot of the elements, but I don't know. I, water animation, for whatever reason, I can geek out about that. It's weird. It's one of those weird things. <laughs> so, I think they did a great job in Moana, Moana too. Moana as well, yeah. Like, the, it's, the, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, because the sea is like, that's that's like almost like Rapunzel's hair, where the water, it keeps like enticing her and teasing her and changing shape and all of that. So you do get to see it do some interesting things. Yeah. Oh, animation. It's so it's so cool to see it. Just so cool to like the process behind it and everything. I always love I always love staying for credits for animation films because they last like 20 minutes because it is an involved process. And there's so many people involved that oh, I love animation. Um, I'm going to before we get on another tangent about animation. Um, Mommy, you had said earlier and you were correct. Alan Menken uh, did the did the music uh, for this one, which obviously Alan Menken did a lot of the 90s um, Disney animated films. 
Uh, for you, what is what do you think your favorite song is in this film? And where do you think the Tangled soundtrack kind of ranks on Disney soundtracks for you? Um, um, I think where it ranks in soundtracks, I, I like it. It's not one that I've listened to all the time. It doesn't mean that it's not good. It's just like because you obviously you and Lucas were much older when this came out. Um, so we didn't watch it a lot as opposed to, you know, um, all of the nineties ones like Aladdin. I love that one. Beauty and the Beast, Hercules, you know, uh, Hunchback, all of those. I really, I know all the, all of the songs on there. I would have to say probably, um, that when will my life begin is the one that I always think of, like, as soon as I see the tangled, like font and the poster kind of thing so that would i guess that'd have to be my favorite yeah i do i I do like the soundtrack but i do agree with you mom like i don't like because because we were older when it comes out to be honest whenever i think of soundtracks like more recently i do think more like i really like the princess and the frog soundtrack i keep talking about princess and the frog i know tangled's like um that's not what this podcast is about uh but (laughs) i i i think back to that one um but yeah, I I really like um I see the light, which for whatever reason, which is the duet between Flynn and um Rapunzel when they see the lanterns, uh, when they get there yes. and see the lanterns, um for whatever reason that song is always stuck in my head, but only like a certain part of it is, and I actually think that's maybe one of my top five favorite Disney songs. But like soundtrack wise, like it does I like I really like you said like I really like it, but it's not one that I go to instantly tend to go to right. Mulan and Hercules. Those tend to be my two top soundtracks uh, from Disney. I really love Hercules. I was just thinking another song I like is I've Got a Dream. That one's fun too. That's what I like. It I is. Like, um, with all of these songs, is they, they obviously they're meant to enhance the scene and keep the scene in your head at, long after you've seen the movie. Because when you hear the summit, when you, like you said, I see the light or see the light, whatever that one is, when you hear that song, you you know it it's bringing all that emotion back to you and i think that's one of the things that alan minkin does really well i mean all songwriters do but i really like the way he does it i was just say, there's just alan minkin kind of has he's one of those that you hear it and you're just like i think that's what kind of makes it feel like classic disney i think that's what makes tangled feel like classic disney a little bit um is because you have alan minkin doing it and it and it he he's he's very good at what he does and he does i do really like um the I've got a dream with all the ruffians. They're a lot of fun. Uh, it, yeah, it makes them, it, you know, see, it's one of those things. Um, I'm going to mention another movie, but that movie fighting with my family, I wasn't sure yeah. it's where it's about the girl wrestler, just in case anyone doesn't know it's really good. But like I saw that family and that family dynamic. And there's a part of me that's like, well, that's not how I see family in my head. But there was such a strong bond of love and support in that family. It made me look at them in a different way. And that's what that I've, I've got a dream song does. It makes me look at those ruffians in a different way. They didn't, no one chooses to look like an outlaw. I mean, they do, but you know what? That's not the path right. most people would pick. And there's obviously reasons and things that have happened that have put them there. You know, if you look like a thug, you're going to be treated like a thug and that's but you might want something else. <laughs> I'm going to, mom, I'm going to double up really quickly on your recommendation of fighting with my family, which came out last <laughs> year. Uh, it was really good. It's really funny. It does have a great family dynamic. Also Florence Pugh is in it and she is having a moment right now, very deservedly. So everybody 
while while you're while you're stuck at home, watch Fighting with My Family. It's a lot of fun. The Rock has a cameo in it, and it is based off a based off a true family. So it's it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna second that, Mom, because it definitely oh, yeah, uh, yeah it's really I, I really good. enjoyed it. It is very good. Um, also, we have Pascal in this movie, who kind of is in the long line of Disney uh, animal sidekicks, which I used to really love as a kid. Uh, Mom, where does I'm, I'm going to make you rank stuff again? Where does Pascal as a Pascal and Maximus, excuse me, because we have the horse as well uh, in this movie. Where where do they kind of rank for you with fun Disney animal sidekicks? I have to say, I really like Pascal. I think he's a lot of fun. Um, I like a boo. Um, Love a boo. I like I like the mice in Cinderella, but you know how I feel about Gus Gus, who can't say anything except his name. Um, but he's but, got heart. Yeah. He his heart's he's in the right place. Got heart, yes, he does. But I, I think I really do. I'm trying to. I'm struggling to think of. Um, like Belle doesn't have one. The G. No. Yeah. Uh, I thought a little bit Move about. On. Uh, I, I like Mushu. I like uh, Cricky and Little Brother. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, you, I guess because Mushu is a character, not just, but he's kind of. Well, like no, Mushu is still, he's still an animal sidekick. I'm just, Mom, if you're going to mention Mushu, you got to mention Cricky and Little Brother and uh, Khan. That's, yes. And um, uh, I like Miko and Percy from uh, Pocahontas. Um, yes. Actually, I really like them. And Flit, those, those are really great little characters. Um, I have to say, I like Maximus, but I think I like um, the horse from Hunchback better. I was thinking Phoebus, but I think that's the hero's name, not Fe the horse's Phoebus name. Phoebus is, is the character's name. What is the horse's name? And Hold on. Because his horse is really good, too, but it, he has a similar feeling to Maximus. He does. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm Googling what is the horse's name in Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even... Um, I was going to say Mulan's horse, but they all have that same, I mean, I guess because it's a big animal, <laughs> they all have that same sensibility. Um, yeah, but, like, I feel like Maximus, like, out of all the horses that we've had kind of in Disney animation, Maximus definitely, like, has has more character yeah. than the other ones. It, like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, because they've just, they've given him more to do. He's very, like, um, also, he's very, like, dog-like. Like, he's very dog-like horse. Well, and, and he's like, he doesn't belong to Flynn. He's a, he's like with the palace guards and he's trying to bring Flynn in. So he takes his job very seriously. He does. And him, I like at one point that, cause they, cause uh, Maximus catches up to Flynn uh, and Rapunzel and Rapunzel makes them call a truce. And they each keep like, they, they reluctantly have a truce for like 24 hours and they each like keep like elbowing each other and stuff. It's very funny. Um, it also the, it's a fun the horse. It is a fun dynamic. Uh, the horse from Hunchback's name is Achilles. Oh, okay, that's right. I, mom, if you had if you had put like a gun to my head and made me name that horse, I would not have been able to. Neither, and even though I said that's right, I even when you said it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, yeah. There wasn't a revelation. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, that's the that's the horse's name. Is that it? Um, I actually think uh, Pascal might be my favorite like Disney animal sidekick. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I do love Percy and Miko. Um, I had a little Percy as a kid that had like a, a bell on his collar and it would make noise, like a stuffed Percy and it would make noise. Like whenever you moved it, it would fall off the bed a lot and you'd hear it when it fell. <laughs> like the, You'd just be like, oh yeah. Um, but I think yeah. Pascal might be my favorite. Pascal has a lot of attitude and I like it. He does. Yeah. And you know, like it, 
he's her companion. You you see a lot. I mean, they have such obviously always the the little sidekick has a lot of a strong connection with the princess or you know whoever the hero is. But yeah, I really I like Pascal a lot. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He just yeah, I like Pascal. I like there's a scene. Uh, oh, it's where uh, Flynn cuts his hand, and so uh, uh, we should say uh, Rapunzel's hair. When you say the rhyme, uh, it glows and it can heal anything. That's why Mother Gothel is chasing after it because she's actually been alive uh, for a very long time. She first had the plant, and then when the plant was given to Rapunzel's mother when she was sick, that's how it went to Rapunzel's hair. Uh, so uh, Flynn, she heals Flynn's hand with her hair because he cut it. And then uh, there's there's just a funny scene of Pascal. Like he gives Flynn a look as he starts freaking out. And I can't, that obviously <laughs> is a podcast. I'm not doing a very good job describing it. But just Pascal's like look on his face, it cracks me up every single time. I love Pascal. He's number one in my I book. Know. Good. Um, yeah, I think we, we didn't really talk about the magic, and that's kind of like the whole setup for why Rapunzel is kidnapped as a baby. Um, yes. And also, like, Mother Gothel tries other things before she kidnaps the baby. I mean, she doesn't try that hard. She, like, tries to cut off the hair to see if... But as soon as Rapunzel's hair is cut, it turns it turns brown, and it doesn't have any healing properties. So she knows, or she figures out that if she cuts Rapunzel, if Rapunzel cuts her hair, then the magic will be gone. And right. since, you know, her goal is to stay young, um, she won't allow that to happen. Mother Gothel. Right. And actually, I really like the way this movie starts because uh, Flynn obviously is narrating. Um, and it starts with, this is the story of how I died. So it starts like right off the bat. And, and then I like, uh, Zachary Levi plays Flynn, who I love anyway. But I really like when he's like, don't worry, it's a happy story. Like, but they do start with, this is the story of how I died. Um, and then, and then, um, them cutting Rapunzel's hair, uh, comes back later when Flynn sacrifices himself and dies to save Rapunzel. Um, and she, 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 had, he had cut off her hair so she wouldn't be like beholden to Mother Gothel. Um, and she ends up like obviously crying and her tears have the healing properties in them, even though her hair has been cut. Um, right. I do have the feeling that's her, that's her last bit of magic. That kind of magic, healing Mom, magic. You, you would think, but if you watch uh, the Tangle the Animated series, her hair grows back oh. because of well, something you know that what? I will it's, not ruin. Well, there you go. Um, but you know, when you've <laughs> yes. written a complete story I think it's like a and final, wrapped like, up. It's like the big gesture, Just, final yeah. gift. It, um, one of the things I love, like you were saying, how um, it's Rapunzel's tears that um, kind of save Flynn there at the end. And um, that's one of the things I think that make the Disney princess films or the Disney classics so classic is where there is that moment where there's no reason, there's no like logical explanation why these people would, these characters would be able to live. And that comes the magic of the fairy tale, the magic that these characters have, true love. Um, in, in her case, it's the, that healing that she has, but I think it's also combined with true love. And it doesn't mean it has, usually it's the, you know, like a guy and a girl, but like we saw in Frozen, true love could be two sisters. And I do, I do really like the way, I think that's one of the things that Disney does so well and makes their films classic and why they last for so long.
No. So, and it's love is still powerful. It doesn't have to be romantic love to be powerful. Right. Yeah, it's it's someone who just accepts them with all their weird and whatever it is. It's just as you are. You don't like Flynn could try to be and he he has he he's a fairly good looking. He's a good looking guy. So he could be the romantic stereotypical hero, but he's not. He has flaws and he has different things that make him unique and Rapunzel loves all of those things. She's not making him change for her to love him and he is not making her change right. so that he can fall in love with her. You know that's a, a stick that's a sticking point for me. <laughs> yeah. Well I think we should mention that um Flynn so his name he goes by Flynn Rider, which is a cool his real name is uh and I think that 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 obviously Right. Um, really falls in love with him and like I, I do kind of love that where he where like yes. go where they're like so attached to each other but they really are that that first first morning attack that I do too and I think like what a great like message that is he's trying to be something else and she doesn't love this other thing that on the outside he thinks everyone will love and, and everybody should love. She loves who he really is. She loves him more as Eugene than she ever could as Flynn. And um, it kind of, it's sending that message to just be, if you be yourself, that's how you're going to find the true love. Eric, isn't it? No, no. Eric's from Little Mermaid. We watched that last night. Um, I don't know what is. I don't. I actually don't know what his name is. Like, I don't know. I don't. I want to say Adam, but I don't think it's Adam because it doesn't sound very French. Right now. Ah, uh, he doesn't have a name. Prince Adam. Yes, Courtney. Prince Adam, master of the castle. You know what is... Yeah. Court, I'm not sure what I clicked on here when I typed it in on the internet, but um, it pulled it up. Uh, Beast, voiced by Robbie Benson, alias Prince Adam, Master of the Castle. Occupation, Prince, 
significant other, Belle. Yeah, I'm 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 just like real quickly running through my head. I mean Sleeping Beauty, obviously she's in the, the Sleeping Death, but um or Snow White actually. Although Sleeping Beauty that's because it's they tell that same tale in two different ways. It's cheer, yeah. She does kiss him, but mainly it's her crying on him that does it. So maybe sa save your lips, ladies. Just cry on a guy if he's dying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My favorite is, um, from what I like, like from the early ones is Cinderella from the modern ones, like in the nineties is Beauty and the Beast. And then I would have to say Tangled is my favorite. I do, though I do like Princess and the Frog too. I don't know. It's definitely in my top 10 because I also have a, I really like Moana, um, I like Oliver and Co I mean, there's some things that aren't princesses that I also like. So, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's in my top 10. Oh, Robin Hood, the animated Robin Hood. Not a princess. Yeah. Easily. I love that movie. Uh, Oliver and Co I know you do. Oh, is it? Um, I see. I so I appreciate. I think Frozen Seven is still like I still enjoy Frozen, but I will say I think I like Frozen Two better than Frozen Seven. Yeah, I mean, I, there's such there's such different stories that it's really hard to compare. I mean, like I hate to say this, but they are kind of like apples and oranges because they're very different stories. Um, and I, I enjoy them both. I don't know that I would pick one over the other. I like them both. Frozen 2 was really good, um, but I like the first Frozen is just as much. So, and I really like Tangled. I can't. I don't have a favorite. Sorry. Well, well, now, now I look like a jerk because I up and I picked the which ones over the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Court. If you were to ask me, Beauty and the Beast or Tangled, Beauty and the Beast. 
I know. What I mean is, like, some movies I have more of a, like, yes, this is this is my go-to, as opposed to others. I just really love them, and they're so different. Like, Princess and the Frog, I really love that movie, and I don't, I watch it, I watch it usually once a year, but, like, every once in a while I'll be thinking about it and want to just watch it. It has so many fun elements to it, but, I, like, you know, I, I don't think I like it more than something else. It's just sometimes you just get a feel for the, you you want to want to have that feeling that that movie evokes and that's why you pick it. Uh, I will say that I have seen Princess and the Frog and Frozen It's really good. Ticking all your boxes, Coco. You're welcome. Um, I try. I know not any like shut-in movies, but um, I if you haven't watched the Witcher series on Netflix, I highly recommend that. Although they're outside the whole time, they're not. <laughs> They're not quarantined. Stay <laughs> inside. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm just, we've been, Rob and I just started yesterday. We're watching every Disney animated movie from, well, we watched Roger Rabbit and then everything animated. We're going forward with a list from that. So that's kind of fun. Um, I think if you're looking for, for something to do, pick a theme. Um, and kind of with your significant other or maybe with friends and have kind of like a watch party type thing. That's a fun thing to do. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing it alone. Yeah. What I meant is like, Courtney, you could do it too. And then we could talk about it. Um, I've been, um, yeah, <laughs> well, I've just been writing because I have um, a deadline, obviously. Um, not obviously, but I do have a deadline. And I've been um, cooking and eating and um, going through the vino a little quicker than normal because we have more time to go outside, sit outside and drink in the afternoon. <laughs> I was actually, uh, Ethan has been a big portion of starting that Yes. You know what? I'm, I, ironically, I QVC had run a treadmill on sale like two, well, the week before I visited you. So the beginning of March, which I bought and it arrived on March 23rd, which was when the, when in the UK we started lockdown and it has like a little tray on the treadmill. I'm not describing it very well. So I've been using my treadmill and I can do that while I'm, I mean, I could do it while I'm writing. I don't, but I stick, I can stick my iPad on there and watch YouTube movies or YouTube videos while I'm walking on the treadmill, which has been great. So yes, I've been exercising too. You do. I have a book out right now. It just came out, Her One Night Proposal. It's um kind of, uh, it's from Harlequin Desire, and it is uh, set at a destination wedding in the, heroine's date dumps her like right before she's supposed to go and it's a high profile wedding and she's um she's like a influencer who has like this couple vibe 
So she hires a guy, makes an indecent proposal and hires a guy to go with her. Um, and, you know, obviously fun stuff in, ensues. <laughs> fun stuff. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? I don't know. Um, I'm not a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we weirded down our five audience members. Um, <laughs> Oh, I, it, it was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, and guys, uh, we are going to be wrapping up this whole episode in just a minute here with our Patreon uh, wrap-up people. Uh, until then, this has been Ghost Faces. Uh, please be sure to check out our Patreon and our Facebook group. Uh, stay in, guys. Stay home. Go out. Have a mask. Wear a mask. Go out when you need to. But everybody, 